Good afternoon and thanks for joining us here at Truth Be Told. We're discussing absolute truths and I'm your host, Petter Hines. We'll unpack the absolute truth shortly this Thursday, August 13th, 2020. In preparation for today's podcast, I arrive at my crossroads, my personal crossroads. And truth be told, God is willing to teach his own, those who actually belong to him. So before we actually um, break out into enormous amount of scripture, I want to break it down to digestible, but um, meat, you know, uh, substance in terms of the uh, the quality of content that we'll be covering and unpacking. But first, let's look at the disclaimer. So for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears and shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned onto fables. And let's face it, today in 2020, we've seen it right through history that there have been and are many fables and people are all too willing just to run to them, um, yeah, run to them and, and make a, a havoc and uh, and turn away from truth, which is quite sad, but that's, that's the world we're currently living in. So under mainstream media or belief systems throughout the communities of every culture, um, if you look at there is a lot of people that are saying that everyone will be saved according to scripture. It's not correct. So we're going to be starting with not everyone will be saved. And I'll be using scripture to unpack that. And it's going to be followed by God is love. Two things that actually does sound like it contradicts itself. However, I don't believe the Bible does contradict itself. And if it does seem to be, a, uh, if it appears to be a contradiction in the Bible, the first thing that I revert back to is the one reading it thinking there's a contradiction doesn't have at that time the full capacity to understand in context of what the message might be but again that's something different so not everyone will be saved and God is love is what this podcast will be discussing in great in great depth so stay tuned and we'll get straight to it so we're unpacking in this podcast, we're unpacking not everybody will be saved. And I will be using the scripture, John 17, 12, followed by God is love. And we'll be using 1 John 4, 7 and John 3, 16. So going back to the first one, not everybody will be saved. So if we look at um, 17, 4, oh, sorry, 17, 12, Jesus is speaking and he says, he lifts up his eyes to heaven and he says, Father, the hour has come. And this, it's almost he's saying he's reached his crossroads, which is interesting if you would listen to the introduction of this podcast. So he's reached his crossroads and he goes on and he says, glorify your son, that your son also may be glorified, may glorify you, God. 17.2, as you have given him authority over all flesh, all flesh, those who will be saved, those who will not be saved. You have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life. Remember, Jesus is eternal life. So he's being given authority over all flesh to give eternal life to as many. That, that secret word just there or that, that important, important key. To as many as you have given him. We'll stop there. So... 
how much is many? There are people out there that actually have a number and I'm not going to give a number and in fact if anyone does claim to have a number, I kind of run from them because it's almost in there is some things that mankind should not know and if they claim that they do know it's almost a little you know it it unsettles me a little bit there's nothing in scripture that actually says how many so jesus has been given authority over all flesh to give eternal life to save those or to save as many as god has given him now if we jump down to 17.9, Jesus actually says, I pray for them, I do not pray for the world. And why that's important is, it's again, it's, it's the, I pray for them, I pray for the people, the, the many that you have given me or will give me. Actually, I'm sorry, it's present tense, has given. And I do not pray for the world. He's very, he's drawing a line there. He's very, there's no miscommunication. It's black and white. So 17.9 confirms that God will not save everyone. And so you might be listening and you say, well, well that's a really outrageous claim. The, one of the examples is, what, what, what was the difference? First of all, let me explain. You've got God who has created all things. And you've got, he in, he's had a, a number in his mind. He's like, I'm going to create X amount of people and I'm going to set them apart and they're going to be for good works, my good works. So he brings them forth in their due time and they live out their life, the life that God has written word for word in his book, almost like chapter from chapter, of what they'll do, what they'll eat, what they'll dress like, what they'll talk like, the sins they'll do, the sins they won't do, their accomplishments, everything, everything that makes up a person. It's all written out. It's all just been written out and laid out. So they come forward in their time and then it's Jesus is there ready to save these people. They've already been set apart and God wants them back. He, they've been separated from him. Again, we'll touch in as to why later, but they've been separated from him and he's created a way through Christ to bring them back to him, which then is the scripture, God is love. Now, again, if I can just break that down a little bit further and say, well, what's the difference between someone who will be saved and won't be saved? If we can imagine we're sitting somewhere and I'm going to use... Um, an example of someone has an addiction. So there's two people and they have the same addiction. They don't know each other. They have the same addiction. And you say to me, well, they don't look any different. Their issues are very much similar. What is the difference? One is set apart and one isn't. Now, I myself and another person may not know who will be saved. So it's our responsibility to talk to them about Christ and, and treat them with respect and not to humiliate them and to show them compassion and to treat them how you would want to be treated. The only difference is in God's timing between God and that particular person, one person will actually go to Christ and one won't. One will be saved and one won't. And the person 
myself or if you want to look at a preacher or a priest or whoever, it's not up to them. It's not up to – the responsibility lies on, lies on God. It lays on his shoulders. He's responsible for who will be saved and who won't. And that's the thing. We don't know. So it's almost you treat everybody with respect and, yeah, it's, it's in time if that person is to be saved or will be saved or is set aside – set apart God will work with them he'll heal them he'll call them he'll he'll repair them and yeah they're called on to do good works for him and the other well not so so then someone might be listening to this podcast and say well gee that's that doesn't sound like a God of of love well my response to that would be well in scripture God actually says now this is I'm paraphrasing if you're the created, you're not the creator. If you're the created and you've got a potter, so someone who actually makes clay and vases and, and sculptures, and if you're the va- the vase or if you're the, you know, it, what you can't say to the creator, what right do you have to the creator saying, well, you know, that's how did you, why did you make me this way? Now, now, don't misunderstand me. I mean, you can. You can. Anyone can walk up to God. Anyone can, if they dare, they can. In fact, I encourage it. Go to God and say, God, why did you create me this way? Why do you, why am I, you know, trapped in this particular situation or behavior or line of thought or pattern? Do that. And have courage and strength that he might just re- reply and actually answer you. The answer, however, I mean, I don't know. If you ask someone something and you're expecting an answer, you might get the answer that you want, but then you might get the answer that you don't want. And I think the context here is you're not in control. None of us are. So if we do actually have the guts to go to God and say, God, well, why didn't you create me to be set apart for your good works? Well, that's something that you and him can have out. But for those who are being saved and are set apart, there are only a certain amount of number that will be saved. There are only a certain, not everybody will be saved. And that is factual. And it's quite scary and quite understandable. So why people can think, well, if, I'm, I'm, if they don't belong to God, they can go and live life for today. They build their castles, their homes, their empires, their banks their friends, their social settings. They build it all because this is all they have. They don't have anything else. And what's quite interesting is those who actually have all those things, they, I haven't heard of one situational case where they're actually happy, genuinely happy, because there's always something missing, always. It's like a void that they never are able to fill. And perhaps that's the invitation they need to go to God and say, Am I one of those to be set apart? If so, how do I actually, what do I do? And then I'd have to lead you to the scripture where God loved the world that he sent his only son, John 3.16. So whoever believed in him would be saved and have eternal life. So that it's quite, I mentioned in the introduction, it's quite beefy. It's quite of a substance that is, can be quite hard to digest. However, I think it's even worse to digest fables 
and stories that are misleading. Um, you know, and there are many out there. So at least have the opportunity to go to God and say, if you dare, why did you do this? How do I get out of this if it's possible? With that, I'll leave you with that. We're going to also then look at further. I mentioned before, words today are thrown around and they lose their substance. So, for example, love. People have been hurt, are still hurt, are still trying to recover and things. And the word love, perhaps for many people, is is quite a, a, a maybe a sweet bitter, but yeah, it's it's quite quite fresh, quite quite raw. And I think it's actually lost its for many people, it's lost its importance and its true meaning. And so I hope to, I'd hope to, uh, with God's help, restore. Uh, restore that the you know what it actually is meant to mean what it does mean so with that I'll leave you with that and then we'll come back and we'll explore how and why God is love okay so we're going to finish with God's love I'm very very excited to bring you this it's going to um it's it's going to be great now we're going to look at John three sixteen, which we already made reference to in the previous podcast. John 3.16, it is, it quotes, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And I want you to focus on the whosoever. The whosoever, it's the people interpret it today as, well, that's whoever believes. I mean, anyone can come to God and, um, you know, they'll be saved. And that's not, again, correct uh, with scripture. The whosoever uh, is reserved for the individuals, um, the number that only God knows of individuals set apart to do his goodwill and good works ahead of time. Um, it's that's who, What? Um, sorry, whosoever that's reserved for those people now with regard to I also mentioned 1 John 4 7 and if we just turn there very quickly quote beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God he that loves not knows not God, for God is love. And you don't have to go far to actually see in our community today where that word, if you just focus on God is love, it is thrown around and almost, it is, it's trampled upon and I believe, many people believe that it's lost its essence in what that actually means. And that's exactly what we're going to do now in this podcast. We're going to really hopefully with God's help, revive, restore. Um, I mentioned before words have been hijacked and it's not right, but obviously, yeah, where um, it has been hijacked and we need to actually set it straight to restore the true meaning so people can actually get a full comprehensive um, understanding of what the content is actually uh, referring to. 
So if we actually flick through to Matthew Matthew 5.45, I'll quote it here. This is Jesus speaking. That they may be children of, the, of your Father, which is in heaven, for he makes his sun, as in the sun in the sky, to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain upon the just and on the unjust. And then he goes on further and he says, for if we love them which love us, what reward do we have? So it's, it's easy to love and respect those who give you love and respect back. Everybody would know this. It is extremely testing to love someone who is being nasty, vindictive, it is almost impossible. In fact, I'll actually even push it further and say it is impossible without God's help because the person is, I mean, you're doing, God is asking you to do the exact opposite to what your human nature, my human nature is actually um, telling us to do. We want to act on impulse if someone is nasty towards us, you know, um, and you, you will get some people that say, oh, look, it doesn't really affect me, but I, I'm yeah. I'd be almost certain that somebody would actually have an experience where someone in their life has actually got quite personal, and they've almost found it difficult uh, difficult to, you know, respect and love that person as God actually tells us to do. So the question here is: Jesus is actually saying, for again the people that are reserved for him, the people that will be saved, the people that God has given Jesus to save, the ones set apart for good works. He's actually, he's making it clear here that we're meant to love our enemies. He lets the sun rise on the evil and the good. He sends the the rain on the just and the unjust. And it's almost... He's preserving, so the people that aren't, uh, that won't be saved, he's actually preserving them. They actually play a crucial role. And you might think, well, what on earth? But they do. They play a crucial role in the unfolding of events and, um, or particular events. And as, as we move through the ages, they actually play a critical role um, in highlighting God's mercy towards them. And God's love towards those who he has and will save. So I can't think of anything more gut-wrenching for someone who won't be saved to walk this earth as an enemy of God and consciously knowing that God is still merciful towards them. And it's quite striking if you think of that context. And so that's what we're called to do. We're called to love our enemies as hard as it you know as it is with God's help it's possible but there is a striking difference between God's love for his chosen for those who are set apart for his good works but I yeah I don't believe through scripture God loves his enemies however God does show mercy to his enemies and as I said in doing so It's because they serve a particular purpose, his purpose, to be here.
And again, we can unfold that and look into that in greater depth uh, in the later podcasts to come. But for now, I think that wraps up uh, God is Love and in its true context. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast and um, we'll, we'll talk again. Bye for now.